0: Welcome to the Female Disruptors Office Hours, a podcast audio experience created for women by women. My name is Lisa Bayer and I will be your host. Each episode, I will interview females and minorities disrupting in their space. We're going to talk about how you can break through the age and gender discrimination, how women can take back your power, how you can have anything you want at any age. So let's get started. Welcome to the Female Disruptors Podcast. My name is Lisa Bayer and I am happy to be here with Shar McVee. Hey, Shar, how are you? Good. Thanks, Lisa. I'm happy to be here. I'm thrilled about this
1: summit that's coming up, the Female Disruptors Summit.
0: Me too. Me too. So I want to just read something from your website. Your job as the leader is not to make people do what you say. Your job is to make it possible for, possible for them to succeed. So I just love that quote, and you're going to be sharing with us at the Female Disruptors Virtual Summit about the joy of leadership and how yoga and leadership kind of go hand in hand, or they do go hand in hand. So I just love that concept. So tell us a little bit about that without giving away your session and kind of talk us through what does it mean, leadership mixed with yoga?
1: Okay, so I, I love that quote, too, because it, it it was something that I learned, I was, very young, and I was suddenly thrown in charge of supervising over 500 people. And I had not had one moment of any kind of leadership training. And it was so hard. I was suffering, really suffering. And I was just trying to do a good job. And people would gossip about me, criticize me, and I remember just feeling so downhearted about it, and a wonderful mentor said to me one day, the reason you're suffering, Char, is because you're trying to get people to do things, get them to show up, get them to agree, get them to do what they said they were going to do, get, get, get. And how do you feel when someone's trying to get something from you, Lisa Bayer? Yeah, you feel like
0: attacked, right? <laughs>
1: It's you go into a store, you actually want what they sell in there, but when they come at you with their suction cups, you know, you just put up all your defenses. And so this wonderful mentor said to me, you have to make this little shift, which I'm going to talk about in the whole at the summit, but it's about making this small shift from getting to giving instead of trying to get people to do what you want them to do. You have to make it possible for them to give as much as their hearts can give. And so it's making the shift from getting people to do what, what you want them to do to making it possible for them to succeed. And all of my work is based on that, Lisa. And it's, I love sharing it because it, it helped me so much. I went on to supervise thousands of people in my career.
0: Yes. But it, and you I, also, just looking at something else on your website, so your whole concept is leadership with the twist of yoga, but President George W. Bush said Char McBee's basic concept of to lead is to serve emphasizes that if we expect others to give, we we ourselves must set an example of giving, which is exactly what you're saying. But how in the world did you get George W. Bush to say that for you? I, I mean it's true, but-
1: I I didn't get him. That was my first book was the title is to lead is to serve. And I think that woman, I forget her last name, Karen that worked for him and Mm -hmm. helped write his speeches and things. I think she read that book because somebody, a famous woman in Austin called me up and said, turn on the TV. The president's quoting you. And that's how I heard about it. So it it was in,
0: it was in one of his speeches.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He actually went on and told a story out of that book of, that sort of illustrates that point. So yeah,
0: anyway. that's that's amazing. That's great PR and a great testimonial to have one of the presidents, at, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you in you and in his speech, so that's amazing. Okay, so tell us a little bit about like now, you know, bring us up to speed. And I was I was reading your book too, and I love certain quotes. Like you have amazing quotes. Like besides the president, you have quotes from everyone from Oprah to you know different yoga quotes and yoga quotes. So tell us just some bits and examples of like what we can look forward to, or maybe, you know, we talked about maybe discussing detachment and how to detach yourself. I think with women, especially, we have a really hard time with detachment. Like, you know, we have, we, we kind of like carry things with us. And how do you yeah. detach and let go?
1: It's it, learning. This is, is so helpful to people, Lisa. It's just, You know, because one of the things you were talking about, you like it with creativity. The only way to really be creative is to be detached. If you're thinking Robert Noyce, who a lot of people called him the mayor of Silicon Valley, he he was the founder of Intel. He said, "Don't be encumbered by past history. Go off and do something wonderful." And we get so I do too. You know, and he was talking about detachment there. You and and the thing Lisa that's so neat and I think especially for women is that detachment gives you power and attachment you lose power like I need your approval you know you when we when we when we do the right thing and then don't worry about what people are thinking what they're thinking about us it gives us so much power I sort of remember it's funny because this is a in a relationship. Years ago, I remember I was in a relationship, a new relationship with this man, and I was really hoping it was going to go somewhere and stuff. And then he pulled away, and my instinct was to want to chase after him. And I actually asked the I Ching, you know, the Chinese book of wisdom, for advice on on what to do about this. And it said, basically, it said detach, like pull back. And what happened was it. He went on to have a million other relationships, but we're still friends. And all these other women that he got into relationships with after me, he's not friends with. Wow! So it it it's so amazing. And it gave and I still to this day. Now he asks me all the time for advice about things. It it gives you power if you can be detached, but it's not easy. So that's why we have to learn and we have to practice and we have to just be informed that this is valuable thing for you. You know,
0: Yeah. And I think that it's also a great example. You know, we're talking about female disruptors and disruption, and if you're going to disrupt, you're pretty much going to have to detach and break some rules in order to stand out and get ahead. And, you know, that also goes with leadership. Like you were just saying, if, you know, if you're going to be attached, to something being a certain way or going a certain way, it, you're reducing the likelihood of success or a positive outcome.
1: Yeah, it's really true. There's a wonderful, the thing about yoga is that it's really about the principles that are even more valuable, although what it does for our body is amazing. It's just, just take three classes and you feel
0: changed already. You know that, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. I tell people the same advice, you know, when they are, they've never tried yoga before. I'm like, you know, just give it at least a week. Go so as many times as you can in one week, you know, but if you try it once, you're really not giving it a fair chance. You know, by the time you do it three times, then you really see the power that it, it allows you to access, right?
1: Oh, it's unbelievable how much it can change you so quickly. But one of the yogic texts is the Bhagavad Gita, which is a wonderful story about kind of the battle between good and evil. I always felt that the first Star Wars was basically just the story of good and evil. You know? And mm-hmm. one of the things it talks about in there, in the Bhagavad Gita, is that you can control your actions. We have the, we have the power to control what we do. So we can control our actions but we have no control over the fruits of our actions. What, how they? So, so the thing that I love from this yogic principle is you just do the best you can. You do the right thing and then you let go. Then you detach. And then it has its, its it, you know, and what the benefits are so amazing. It helps you ride the ups and downs. The other thing I think that's so great for women is that it gives us, we can be gentle and still powerful if we know how to detach. You know.
0: Yes. Um, yes.
1: And it's and it's so great. It, it helps. What I've seen. It helps me and it helps other people is to forgive yourself. You know. It makes it like I loved it. There's a quote in that book, "Leadership with a Twist of Yoga," about from Neil Diamond. I don't know if you remember this one, but he said, "I have finally forgiven myself for not being Beethoven." <laughs> I, I just love that quote because we all feel that way now they there's a lot of talk about the imposter syndrome
0: and all that. Yes, yeah.
1: we have to forgive ourselves for not being
0: or whatever. just let let go of whatever yeah. you know that original thought was that you were supposed to be this or supposed to be that. It reminds me of one of my mentors when I first started my own business he told me he said, Lisa, you do don't get obsessive and look at your your books every, every day, you know, like how much you have in the bank. And, you know, if you, if you're going to obsess over that, like it, it's never going to work. So just plan on once a week checking in with your finances and, but, but looking at your books and your bank balance, you know, and it's true. It's like, you're detaching it as long as you do the right thing every day, the activities that Part of your business plan, but like checking to see, you know, and obsessing over finances is also, I thought that was a a great piece of advice. And I try to practice that. And same with analytics. Like you can't look at analytics every day because not that much changes, you know, every day, but you look at it every week and you can get a better picture. And in between, you're just, like you said, doing the right thing.
1: Last year at your summit, which I took only because I had heard you on a podcast and thought, I like this woman. She knows what she's talking about. So I went to your summit last year to support you only. And my whole plan was to listen to one talk just to support you. I would do that for you, Lisa. And then I liked it so much. I was, well, let's do another, another for two days. I listened almost (laughs) straight through, you know, it was COVID time. So it was easy to, you know, but there's, I heard one person there that did something that reminded me when you just told that story that your mentor told you, Rhonda Britton put us through this exercise, and I know she's going to speak again this year. And the exercise that she put us through was about make a list of what you can control and then make a list of what you can't control about your business. And for me, one of the I what I can control is I can do a good job. I, I teach leadership usually at tech companies for new managers. That's my favorite audience because of what happened to me, you know. And so I made a list of I can I can get really good material, I can give them real insights, I can give them, you know, things that have worked for me and other people. I know what works, you know, I can offer that. I can't make them hire me. I can't make the company think they need this. You know, I have no control over any of that. It was such a great, and it was what Rhonda Britton was talking about. I don't think she mentioned it, but it was detachment, just being detached from the results. You can control your actions, but you cannot control the fruits of your action. That's it's a so yoga true. Principle.
0: Yes. Yes, definitely. So that brings me to my next question. Perfect timing. So in your book that I've been reading, you have an exercise about how to, how to turn can't into can. So can you kind of walk us through that exercise of how to turn can't into can?
1: Yeah. I want to ask you, why did that jump out to you? What was it? for you, I,
0: I think it's kind of like this example that you gave with Rhonda Britton. You're, you're like, making a list of like what you need, making a list of what you don't have. And you're, if you're like, kind of like making your brain get a little bit creative and think outside the box of how to mix those two together and make, make it work for you. And I think, you know, Rhonda Britton did something similar where it's like, here's what you can control. Here's what you can't control. Here's what you can, you know, you have hundred percent control of this, but you don't have control of this. And like, I think your brain, we're just like, you know, we're mixing those two together so much. And yeah. it, and I think that it's just also based on like what we started talking about with detachment.
1: Yeah, it's I've I've seen it help so many small businesses and also nonprofits. I'm I'm just one that's come to mind is a there was a it was a nonprofit restaurant. They had a restaurant,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they it was a macrobiotic restaurant in Austin, Texas, actually, mm-hmm. and they needed they 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 needed better furniture and you know they just needed an upgrade and they were so focused on how are we going to get th- this furniture that they forgot about what they have and so i just put them through this simple exercise where we made a list of everything you have and so like we what they had is they had a lot of supporters people who loved them people who came there and loved loved it who you know, they had a lot of enthusiasm. They had that you could make all these things of what you have, and then what they needed was furniture. So then they just asked their supporters, you know, they, and so that and what happened was they ended up. They thought they were just going to have people donating old furniture. I mean, they got like fantastic. Uh, the whole place like was renewed. Oh, just that's a focusing. great story. Yeah, it totally works. So. Anyway, there was something I also wanted to tell you that I felt has one of the advantages of what we're talking about in detachment too is is it gives you flexibility. And like them, they were stuck on that they needed just to raise the money for the furniture. And when they like backed up, they had Gandhi said that my commitment is to truth not to consistency. And I love that. Isn't it? I mean, it's so beautiful. And one of the I use, I don't know if you noticed, but in that book, I use an example of a river for each principle. I use also a river example, but the one for that one is how a river flows right. It flows left. It goes around, hits an obstacle. It goes around it. And, but if you look at the big picture, it still goes to the sea. It doesn't. (laughs) and if you're thinking oh can only go right and we always went right it worked when we went right before I know other people have told me I should go right do you know but yeah.
0: it's it's so sad. funny I, I go look at this quote no this it's just we are so in line let me just tell you this quote I just wrote down this morning progress is never a straight line yeah I just wrote this down this morning exactly yeah exactly do you sail Lisa sail like sail sailboats we go fishing mostly oh, yeah oh, so okay. not really sailboats but like offshore offshore boating
1: yeah well one of the things i love about sailing is that it's you the whole thing is about knowing when to tack mm-hmm. do you know like if you if you want to go from let's say you want to sail from florida to i don't know mexico city let's say you know you you don't just like go straight you set, you go with the wind. Right. So it, it has to go, you know, sometimes you go right, you catch the wind on that side of the sail, then you turn, you catch. And it's about catching the wind. And when we when we get flexible, we can catch more wind. You
0: know, Makes so much sense. So in much our sense. our careers.
1: You know? Yes. And I, wa- I wanted to do something with you right now, Lisa, which I'm going to do in our, our session. And I always okay. do it in my leadership trainings. Is, so this is a... I the my the content for at your event is about leadership for your business and your body because they're not separate, you know. So I just want to give you this one exercise right now, which I love, which I feel really illustrates this whole idea of detachment. So on on your back, the on your back, there's a muscle called the trapezius, and it's a, a, a triangular-shaped muscle that goes from shoulder to shoulder, from the top of your neck down your spine it's a very strong, important muscle. And so what I'd like you to do right now is imagine pulling that muscle into your spine and connecting the muscle to the bone along your spine from the neck down your spine. Okay. Just feel Mm -hmm. that. All right. And at the same time, I'd like you to go wider with your shoulders. So expand your shoulders going out while you pull that muscle those muscles into the spine. So you're both expanding and contracting at the same time. Do okay. you feel that? Yeah. You know what if you If you're like me, or like so many people, if you spend a lot of time hunched over a computer, just this simple, the word yoga, hatha yoga is the physical part of yoga. There's so much to yoga. But the the physical part, hatha yoga, it's like Hatha's sun moon, you know, two side two equal things coming together. So right now you're expanding your shoulders and pulling and, and, and contracting the muscles around your spine. And what this will do to you is it. It stabilizes your spine. It improves your posture. So you won't look like those people who walk around all hunched over. You know, how many people do we know that do that? They spend all day on their own computer and then after they get
0: up and walk away, they're still hunched. Yeah, and they're kind of going like this to like put themselves yeah. back into shape, like leaning back, where if you just keep your that posture that, that you just described. I kind of do that also when I am I just started working out with weights over the past month. So I mostly have always done yoga. So when I'm doing the weight training, I try to, it's similar to what, what you just described where it's like belly button to spine, you know, type of holding so that you're, you're really working like your, 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 your whole body isn't, is paying attention. That makes sense. So this is like kind of what you did. Like it's making my body now pay attention to, you know sitting in a way that you're probably breathing better, right?
1: Oh, for sure. And even if you then immediately go back to hunching over, just doing that Mm -hmm. makes you more flexible. You know, people often think that yoga is about stretching, but it's not. It's about, it's like, think of a rubber band. If you just stretched it, it's worthless. But if you can expand and contract at the same Mm -hmm. time, in the same way, I can, I can get people to do what I want them to do by giving them what they need in order to be successful. It's- it works in leadership, it works in life. It's like, you know, and uh, so often, you know, our body is like the hard drive on our computer. If it crashes, you know, I mean, it'll crash if we don't take care of it. People, uh, I know so many people that are better to their computers than they are to their own bodies. So that's why I love this yoga. (laughs) I love this yoga part of leadership. It's so connected.
0: Well, I'm so excited that you're going to be joining us and talking more about leadership with a twist of yoga and how we need to bring our mind and our body together to really be good managers, good leaders. And at any age, you know, if you're a new manager, this is going to be awesome. But I mean, I I learn something new every day. You know, if you're an experienced manager in a C-suite, I'm sure you're going to get something out of this as well, or an entrepreneur, right? For sure.
1: Well, look at, The president of the United States even thought it was, it was
0: abuse. And so anyway. I love it. And just one quick kind of factoid. So what's your favorite yoga yoga pose? Do you have a favorite? Let's see my
1: favorite. Well, they say another day, another downward dog. I feel, <laughs> I feel good if I've done just that. I feel like I've done something for my, because it gets blood flowing to your brain. Yes. Those yes. Things going. It works on your spine. It strengthens your legs. It's good. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think mine is, it, it's one of the warrior poses. It's usually the warrior one or warrior two. It just uh. warrior two makes me feel like, so like, kind of like stretches you out and opens you up. You know, and so yeah. that you're you're open to new ideas and new energies. So yeah, I, I love all the poses, but those are my some of my favorites. Well, Shar, I'm so excited to have you as a speaker and I'm like so grateful that you are an attendee and that we were able to meet and now chat on podcast interviews and an email. And yeah, and everybody's gonna get to hear you and see you on January 18th and also on this podcast. Is there anything else you want to add? If somebody wants to look up, you know, you have a couple books on Amazon. What else can people follow you? What, what are some of your, your best channels? I
1: think my lead, my podcast, podcast is called, yes. it's called joy of leadership. And my website is joy of leadership. And, and the, I love this idea of joy because when I started in a leadership role, it wasn't joyful at all. And, Just with a few small shifts, it's become so much fun, so much energy, so good for me physically, mentally, emotionally. And I I love sharing that with anybody.
0: So we'll definitely put the link to your podcast. And I I think it was one of your first ones when you launched. Susie Orman was one of your guests. Like you have amazing guests. And yeah. I love listening to that, like that, like listening to that podcast, that one day, like I, now I listen to Susie's podcast, you know, just so, you know, I subscribed to yeah. yours, hers. And I had always followed Susie as like in my twenties, when I first started my company and it was before everything was so tech, tech savvy. So I read her books, you know, all the books that she wrote. And, yeah. and then I kind of just, I don't know, like kind of forgot about her. And then when you had her on, on your podcast, I'm like Susie Orman, So Char has amazing guests on her podcast and (laughs) thank you for being my amazing guest and namaste thank you and we will catch up (laughs) at the female disruptors (laughs) virtual summit on January 18th great thank you Lisa I'm looking forward to it thank you for joining us on the female disruptors office hours if you want more please check out our website at femaledisruptors.com we are hosting the second annual female disruptors virtual summit in January 2023 and I would love to see you there femaledisruptors.com. Thank you so much to our sponsors, The Buyer Group, Goat Social, and Social Media Pros.